listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Welcome to the Pantsless Podcast, where we podcast with no pants on, because we're not in the same room. Psych, welcome to Cinema 7. <laughs> this is the Cinema 7 Podcast. Wait, well, hold so, up. Well, I'm actually not wearing pants, so that's true. There's no psych involved here. Oh, okay. John, are you wearing pants? Very much so. Well, I get, John I guess is the only cool. one here. <laughs> <laughs> it's two pants and... it's Or it's one pants and two... And two bear legs podcast. The bear leg ladies podcast. That's right. Welcome. Welcome to Cinema 7. If you are a movie buff, if you like love watching TV shows, if you like hearing some dudes just talk about stuff, and or you, if you like our opinions and you've been listening to us, welcome to our podcast. I'm Mario Bakari. With me, as always, is uh, John Kenoki. What's up? You can hear me now. <laughs> I can hear you now. And Chris Hawk. Can, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. So, today we're talking about a bunch of things. Obviously, we're going to talk about the WandaVision finale. We're going to talk about uh, some plot points we've seen for the Godzilla vs. King Kong movie um some of the space jam pictures got released we're gonna talk about that um among some other g topics in the entertainment world but the first thing i want to ask today have you seen anything new i did i uh um the disney plus that we're using is run is uh not mine so somebody else bought the uh premiere access raya and the last dragon so we were able to watch that last night with the kiddos and it was a really good movie it was uh very very fun very action oriented very it was pretty brisk too it happens pretty fast the movie i think this is one of those movies that would have benefited from a series instead of a uh a full-length movie but it works really? all the same. Yeah, it, it, there's so much lore that they could go in depth on for this mm. movie, which, I mean, I hope they do. Like, there's so much left open that they could still have a series, and it would be awesome. Every, the characters were awesome, unique. The, the visuals, the CGI, the animation, just incredible. Some of the best water I've seen in a movie. <laughs> really? Um, Aquafina. She's in everything now. It does. Who's Aquafina? She, she's the dragon. Okay. And she's the last dragon. Yeah. And it 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 caught me off guard a little bit, but you know you get used to her, and she's she's pretty great. Kelly Me- well, right. Ke- Kelly Marie Tran as the main character. She's awesome. Oh really? Really good main character. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's. I would I would have seen this in theaters. I would see this in theaters. How about that? Is that 
Okay, that, yeah. It's I, that good. Yeah, it's that good. If you had a similarity on it, what would it, what would that be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even remember? <laughs> Look, this man, this movie's a it's it's a it's a got to see it. You got to see it. It's it's one of those really good animated Disney movies. It's really good. John, have you and Jennifer watched anything recently? Unfortunately not. I uh been working all week and all weekend basically. What was the last thing you guys you guys have seen? Honestly, I don't know. We watched you know, we watched some Wheel of Fortune on Netflix the other day. <laughs> oh, really? You guys like game I told shows? You, I haven't had to. You know, it's something to pass the time. It's kind of fun watching the old episodes, seeing like, people just dominate. How old are they? They're not very old. The last five years. Oh, last five years. I went to the uh, movie theater yesterday or last last night and i saw chaos walking with uh, daisy ridley and tom holland how was that uh it was okay it's so the piss is uh we are there's human settlements on this other planet and mm-hmm. the men on the planet can hear their thoughts out loud uh, and it it creates this energy wave above their head or around their head and it's only the men and so no thoughts are hidden unless you can control it and so far so far i mean it it seems like it would benefit off of being a series or benefit being multiple movies i don't it is it is oh really it is multiple yeah the the first book i read the first book chaos walking and it ends on a cliffhanger did it end on a cliffhanger no it didn't no um there was there's multiple books yeah oh okay i mean that's what i figured the way it was the way it seemed uh who's the do you know who the author is uh not not offhand i mean like we can look it up because we got the internet but when so john do you care about spoilers you can talk about it how does it end in the movie, Mario? So, how the movie ends is uh, they get to the old ship that they all that the original people came in uh, to this planet, and she they fix the antenna, um, which you know I I don't see any person climbing to fix an antenna that high. Uh, I was a little, I, I even said out loud and I'm the, I'm by myself and I'm just like, uh, bullshit. He climbed up there, but, uh, so he climbed up the fixed antenna for Daisy Ridley to send a transmission to her ship. She sends the transmission and then the ship comes down at the end and heals Tom Holland. Huh? So at, in the end of the first book, um, I forget who the main bag. It's been a long time since I read this book. It but it's Mads Mickelson. I I don't know the character's name. It's Mads Mickelson. So he they're they're going to this town. Then they're trying to go to this next settlement that can help Tom Riz, uh Tom Holland and Ridley, Rid, yeah. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy and uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, he's actually there waiting for him, and that's like the end of the first book. Like oh. he's like yeah they're. He sends an assassin after Tom Holland and Daisy. Tom Holland beats him, and he's like, oh, yeah, we did it. And then they get to the settlement, and boom, he's already there waiting for him. 
do 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 they have uh, a character in there called the uh, preacher? Mm. It's been so long. I I'm I'm not gonna say a yes or no. The women on this planet they don't get the noise at all, and mm-hmm. so you know they they get to the first settlement in this movie and he's not there. Uh, he does come to the settlement and finds in uh, to find them because he he tracks them. But um, I mean, there's a lot of cool premises and premises and and stuff in the, in the movie, and um, I, I think they could have made it more of like a like a serious sci-fi, almost like I would say on the level of like Oblivion or maybe a the original Blade Runner, I think that would have been, like, that type of tone, more serious and more mysterious. I, I think it stinks that this movie has been in developmental hell for, like, five years or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad overall. I'm not saying it wasn't. It, it just, I feel like I have complex feelings because I feel like there should have been more complex themes. Because there's, like, a man versus woman thing going on here, but they don't really... It, elaborate on that that much it's kind of like men are dumb and think this but also men are powerful and have this power you know they really don't dwell into it that much in the first book but uh saddest part of the movie is uh manji isn't it uh benji they named him benji in the i think it's benji in the uh movie yeah unless you said manji and i i heard it wrong yeah, dude, I yeah. wanted to walk out. Like, and there's no <laughs> redemption. There's no redemption. There's no redemption in this movie for that part. So, John, I think you would kind of like this movie, and your favorite character would be the preacher. He's like this guy who. So they have this power, right? The noise, and he thinks that God gave them this power. So he's like, uh, "We are, we were chosen for this power, so we're superior. We're men. We're superior than women because they don't have this power." And uh he kills the main character's dog drowns it and then there's he uh daisy really sets him on a fire and he runs away and then there's no like conclusion of tom holland getting payback and, and it's kind of like what the hell you know it's like his dog died and and tom holland has to just move on that's kind of dumb <laughs> yeah it i mean it's dark but it's also <laughs> It just leaves you unsatisfied, I guess. And uh, there's also these other species that live on this planet, but they don't dive into them at all in the movie. Like, uh, so there's one part where he tells uh, someone what happened, or maybe tells Daisy Ridley about the women in the, uh, how they were killed by this other species and the natives to the planet. And then they see, when they're trying to get to the next settlement, they see a, a village of them. And Tom Holland's like, oh crap, we gotta get out of here. So they reroute their uh, direction that they're going. And then Mario, they run... I think, you, I think you would like... Oh, sorry. What's up? I think you would like the books better. It just... It's like, then they meet the the native, one of the natives, and then that's it. Like, they don't come into play, and then, you know, Daisy Ridley's people come down in the ship, and they're, it's like, I guess they're just going to settle there, and then nothing happens with the natives. 
Uh, I thought maybe the natives would help them or that one that he saw would help him because she even says it. She's like, well, we're the aliens here. They're the natives of this planet. Yet they're coming down here to colonize. So, the, and you know what I mean? There's just no conclusion to anything. It really sounds like they combined all three novels into the first, into that one movie. It's probably what they did. I mean, I, I get the, um, that men are obsessed with power and, you know, we'll we'll use it to try to get their way over women and stuff. I, I kind of like those themes, but I don't know. I I, uh, I I think it could have been better with what they had. I I gave it a seven out of ten. But anyway, we're here to talk about some other things. Talk about the movie theaters. Uh, the Alamo is uh, going bankrupt. Is it in Texas? Yes. There's, yeah, there's like a a couple of them. Alamo uh, Draft House. So it was sold to private hedge funds or an equity firm. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, so it's, it's essentially yeah. out of business. They're going to sell off all the assets. You think so? That's that's normally what happens. It might it might stay open for a little longer, but they'll start gutting it. So apparently, I've I've heard only good things about the experience of Alamo Draft House. I've heard heard good things about, you know, their their food's a little bit better than average, you know, their drinks, they have special events and stuff like that. But what I have heard is that the management of the Alamo Draft House is pretty shit poor. They they're not very good. They don't treat their employees very well at some establishments. That's the biggest takeaway I've I've seen from all of this. I've seen that they uh they don't allow like it was maybe a couple years ago. They don't allow cell phones or something. They don't like if you're talking during the movie, they'll kick you out. Or it's like kind of real yeah, they, strict for the theater experience. A, they have a real like strict theater experience, like code of conduct. My brother went there, and he said it was actually really nice that they enforced that because you know, like we have the Cinema Cafe here in you know Hampton Roads, and it's essentially you know a downscale version of the same thing. But they don't enforce it, and that's one of the hardest things, man. I don't know if you've ever been there when, like, there's a whole family mm-hmm. talking the whole time, and nobody says anything. Yep. Yeah, and then the waiters and stuff, because they keep pushing that red button. Yep, yeah, and they, they talk out loud, too. That's one of the things, like my brother said about the draft house, was that they enforced that, and they were, like, considerate of your viewing experience. I think in Texas, too, they give you a pickle when you go to the movie theater. You can get a pickle. <laughs> Just a, just a regular pickle? Yeah, you, you can get a pickle and popcorn or something is what I was uh, told. I, I think there's a picture somewhere. I'll send it to you guys or or an article about it. Because it's, like it's like a weird, one of those weird uh, things that people do in certain states, I guess. That sucks because, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to go to the movie theater. And just recently I started going. I mean, last year I went once with uh, John to see New Mutants. I think it was just me and him and maybe like two other people there. And then when I saw the Writer's Odyssey, which is a Chinese film, uh, a month ago, I was the only one in the theater. And I don't know, it's been good to go. I was thinking about going every week, maybe, uh, depending on, you know, what's there, just to, uh, you know, help the movie theater industry in my own way even though my 11 dollars isn't really helping all You're that doing much. your part 
I'm doing my part. Yeah, exactly. Should make that a thing, Mario. We should go every week. Let's do it. Uh, but talking about the big screen to the small screen, WandaVision uh, just did the finale, and we've all seen it, and we all have opinions. Chris Hawk, I would like you to start, because you have actually voiced your opinion more so than John and I have to everybody. Uh, our our group of friends in our group chat. So, what was your takeaway from this final episode of WandaVision? Pretty conflicted. Um, the Marvel fan of me, and definitely enjoyed it. Uh, the serial TV fanatic in me was a little bit uh, unsatisfied. I would say, I uh, the way they tried to mystery box the mystery. For this entire show, I just I didn't I don't like it. I will never like it. Um, they sacrifice mystery for story, and that's never a good time. Um, episode they eight sacrificed uh, story for mystery. Yes. Okay. Uh, ep- episode eight would have been better near the front end of the entire series. Making you know any any information about witches would have been better up front. And I shouldn't have to be the final confrontation to learn the most important thing about this. One of the most important things about the series, about how she's the end bringer, the one of the strongest witches in the world, even more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Shout out to Doctor Strange. Um, you know, there's so many things that I liked. The vision fight, the vision beating himself with psychological um, words and instead of actual physical fighting that was that's like pure vision you know and then vision's still yeah. alive gotta love that and then wanda beating beating her like kind of reminiscent of like tony stark where taking someone's else's idea and beating them with it so you know there were some good there were some shining good shining parts in this episode the series finale like the whole series has worth to it it's just that Hopefully they learn from this and not sacrifice story next time. I get what they were going for. They wanted this long, drawn-out mystery, keep us guessing every time. But it kind of hurts the story. I mean, vision, like for real, like pure story elements between Ra- Wanda and Vision are very, very low in this entire series. And that's, you know, those are the best parts of the entire show is when those two elements or at each other. You know, like the ending yeah. with Wanda with Wanda and Vision. That was some of the best, most heartfelt acting in the entire show. Yeah, I, I so I like I like the uh the Wanda story. I don't want to say story well yeah I guess it is her story. I, I, I like how she has more than she was given before because of this show. I liked the fighting between the two visions I liked, uh, which we can talk about in a second, I liked the, um, I like any time when there's a group of people and they all have their own fight during the same conflict. Uh, They have their own individual battle. It's split up. I love anything when that kind of happens. I like the mystery aspect. I like the buildup to the mystery. I think the problem is, is they cut the mystery too short. And then the reveal was kind of just like, guess who it is? Like in a sense of it being, uh, I don't, I don't know. It just 
the the reveal of the mystery felt lackluster because I would have much rather just had either Wanda be in charge or they actually built it up till like the final almost final episode of like this is who it is you know instead of revealing it so early and then well it's just I guess it's weird that it is also in 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 play here but then someone else is also in play here but then and I feel like it's the same MCU issues we have with villains like when to Oh shit. He's back. <laughs> He's fucking back. Wait, please wait. <laughs> wait. I will attempt to join in 18 seconds. Yeah, that was the one I just did. So we record on Discord, and Discord uses a bot named to record your Discord chat. And it has cut off three different times and three different attempts. And John has had three different attempts trying to change his opinion in which he agrees with us. He is disappointed. Disappointed and underdelivered. <laughs> he didn't want to fight between the visions. I speak for John because John is visually upset at Craig. It would be <laughs> because I am. John, is there anything you want to add to this conversation that you already haven't said? The only thing I'm going to say is what happened to White Vision? Where did I he can't go? hear John, guys. So Discord <laughs> is also is being a piece of crap. So I'm going to leave the, the podcast chat, and I'm going to join back in. He just, he just uh, eats himself out of there. Goodbye. Yeah, he learns everything and leaves. <laughs> How about, uh, you know, the only person that has a quicker exit is Darcy. She gets a one-off crash line. Yeah, and he like now I hear everybody for real, for real. Like he's not even going to prison for like a little bit too. So that line's kind of like a delayed line. It's also kind of like the military stands down because she runs a truck into him. Because <laughs> they stand down after that. No, they're frozen by uh the wizard warlock. Are they? Yeah, they're frozen. They have like a. If you go back and look, they used to have this like blue magic thing around them. They're all frozen still. I swear to God, though, I thought I saw one guy moving. (laughs) Can can we talk about how dumb it was that uh, Pietro was a basically a dick joke? Ralph Boner. Yeah. Yeah, that's dumb. I think this is going to show people a hard lesson. Sometimes, you know, your your theories and speculation are just that, you know, and they start heavily relying on those expectations and of their theories. And when that doesn't happen, they're disappointed and just, you know, there was a lot of things that people were theorizing about this show that didn't happen. And they were upset because of that. Yeah, but you know, I, the X, X-Men just, Fantastic Four. But would you would you defend the show? Because of that, that was- I just think some. I just think it's a very slippery slope that Marvel's doing because they have the ability to make even the smallest 
one-liners or throw, throwaway lines mean something. And then yeah. it drive t- the Twitterverse or like the media wild over that one line. I mean, I, li- I like John's uh, Mephisto idea. But uh, I just thought it made sense, you know, because we have to wait a year now for a movie that this was supposed to tie into that we have literally nothing of. Like we we have nothing to hype us for that movie at all, and there's going to be nothing. So now we have to like, you almost have to go rewatch like the end of this just to see you know the one episode where you get all the information before the next movie, and then it's still like not even directly relevant. Like, yeah, I'm sure her knowing magic and stuff is going to be, you know, important. But other than that, what else? That the fact that her kids and vision were actually not part of her, just her mind, but that she actually brought them in from another universe. Okay, so the the one bonus cutscene. Yeah. Well, That's all you actually need. from another universe. When originally they set it up, I mean, it would make sense. I think. I think. Um, they're going to use the reasoning that matter can't be created nor destroyed. So she didn't just create vision, a new vision and Tommy and the other kid. I can't, I can't believe I don't remember his name. Billy, right? Tommy and Billy. Oh, they, yeah. She brought him in from another universe, which is weird, but it's not too weird because you remember that, th- that line she says where she says, thank you for choosing, for choosing me to be your mom. I thought that was one of the weirdest lines of the, of the last episode. And I was like, Maybe she knows. I- I'm saying she's so powerful that she was able to pull things from other universes instead of creating them out of nothing, which makes more sense because th- that's how they're scientifically explain it in, in Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange will be like, you didn't create your sons and vision from nothing. They came from another universe. I guarantee. I get a multiverse. I guarantee that's how it's going to happen. Mark my words right now. Uh... That would make the most sense in Multiverse of Madness. In a comic, they come from hell, right? They're like, they died. And so they're like, from the other side or whatever, she brings them back to life, or am I wrong? It's been a while. I, I'm a, honestly... I, I couldn't tell you. You have failed us, Chris Hawk. You have failed us. Now I have to give your son your lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the only way I see it working out. And why she's so heavily part of uh, Doctor Strange 2 and not being the villain. I still think um, Chiwetiful, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Chiwetel, Chiwetiful. Chiwetiful. Mando? Mondo? Mordo? Mordo? I still think he's going to be the main villain. Or Mephisto. Who knows? I swear, if they threw him aside, I'm going to be so mad. No, no. uh, No, he needs to be because, like, there's so much. So much there. I mean, honestly, we'll see. But are, are you guys at all chomping at the bit for Winter Soldier after seeing this? Me personally, not at all. Because, I mean, if they're all going to be bridge series like this and I have to wait for the payoff, I don't. it's almost not worth watching until you can get the payoff. Hopefully. Oh, well, look, my name is Chris Hawk and I'm a Marvel fanatic. So, you know, my answer, you know it. Even when I'm yeah. disappointed in it, you know it. That's true. Hopefully, hopefully Falcon Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like its own thing. Hopefully. And now nah, I forgot. Uh hopefully it's fun and rompy 
and doesn't take it too stuff serious. Like uh, Owen Wilson's in that Loki show, so I'm excited for that. All I know is Marvel really needs to figure out their villains. They need to figure out how to tell the villain's story first so that the villains mean something to the heroes during the film, during the plot. But another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong details. They released the uh, plot points or basically the plot summary to the movie. I'm super excited for this because I'm a big Godzilla fan. Uh, but I'll go over them real quick and I'll ask you guys uh, your opinions. Uh, one, uh, won't cut to humans for a large chunk of the film. I think that's a shame because I like seeing the human's perspective. I think that makes it seem more realistic. Especially in the from the first movie. I, th- I thought the first movie did it pretty well from the ground. You got to see the camera from uh, the ground point of view for these big monsters. Uh, two, it's set five years after King of the Monsters. That's fine. I feel like uh, that gives them enough time to start rebuilding. I don't know if you can rebuild a whole city in five years or multiple cities. Um, the hollow earth threatens the surface. Uh, that, I'm guessing there's monsters coming from the earth and or aliens are going to create the uh, Mecha Godzilla, and the aliens live within the middle of the earth. Kind of old school Godzilla stuff right there. An evil version of Monarch called Apex, uh, doing shady experiments. Uh, I guess. I don't know why we need that. I mean, it seems very Godzilla-esque. And Ghidorah still haunts the film. And I hope what that means is it's King Ghidorah, or Mecha King Ghidorah, I mean. But anyway, I know Chris Hawk's a bigger Godzilla fan than John is, so I'll start with Chris Hawk. How do you feel about this? What's your opinions? I mean, the director says um, there's going to be a definitive winner. And if we're going to follow Kong most of the movie, I mean, I think it I think it really hints that Kong is going to win. I think everyone expects Godzilla to win. But I have a feeling King Kong's going to win. He is, I mean, typically the more sympathetic character recently. Yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla's pretty indifferent. He's like, "Oh, humanity's messing with Earth again. Time to go, chop him up, shoot him up, blow him up." <laughs> King Kong's like, "Look, I'm pretty cool if you don't mess with my island." Yeah, so, I just want to be on my island. Right, but eating bananas, drinking my tie, my ties, type of things. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, there seems to be a lot of moving parts in this movie. Um. Hopefully it's not just CGI beat 'em up fest. You know, yeah. that's what uh that'd be King, get, that'd get a little too boring. Was was it, what was the previous movie? The Destroy All Monsters? King, King of Monsters? What was the previous movie called? Yeah, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Cause that was that became a little a little over the top. I mean it was fun, but hopefully Hopefully it's not too much. But what I mean, what am I asking for? This is a King Kong versus Godzilla. It's going to be over the top. Uh, John, are you excited to see Godzilla versus King Kong? I am. I really like the. Uh, I like the first one a lot. The second one was okay. I liked King Kong. I'm excited for the expansion. To be honest, but uh, you know, we'll see how it delivers. I the the non-human aspect. 
I mean, I don't want just straight CGI for two hours, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. I think the, the human stuff in the last one was that vastly. I think that it a good balance in the last yeah monarch you have you know the opposite corporation of monarch you have three different types of protagonists antagonists in this movie who's who changing alliances you know making secret alliances king kong is going to team up with godzilla i bet well shit have you seen that chris hawk the cursed child movie it's getting a sequel they, they say they're going... No, they're going to make a movie off the Cursed Child book. Oh, my God. I still haven't read that book. I won't read it. It's terrible. I won't it's, read it. It's not good. And most of the actors have said they don't want to be involved if J.K. Rowling's involved. Good. She needs help. But, yeah, that that's crazy. That book is terrible. It's not good. They they really do say it's better as a as a play. Maybe I, mean, it was I think just, the plot's stupid, so I don't maybe. think that's going to fix that. <laughs> maybe it was just well, supposed to stay a play, never a book. I don't know. I can't. I can't bring myself to read it. I've heard too many bad things about it. Well, it sounds like we're getting tired. Uh, I think we should cut it short there, especially with all the technical difficulties we've been having for our poor internet connection tonight. Probably mostly mine, and for Craig being a bastard. Uh, we are going <laughs> to call it there. New um, new target acquired. Boss Logic, you're no you're no longer on the shit list. Craig, <laughs> you're on our shit list. Boss yeah, Logic, Craig. you're 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 our best friend now. Craig, you're a piece of shit. And you're in a stew, which is recording this. So, Craig, fuck you. Uh, the other things we were going to talk about were Space Jam, but it, there's only been pictures released, so we can get more into that when we see more of Space Jam. I will say the one picture of LeBron dunking looks like the video game NBA Jam, which I used to play a lot, and I still have my copy of NBA Jam for Sega Genesis. The other thing we were going to mention was the speculation of Amelia Clark being Mira. I think we can talk about that later. It's just speculation right now. I would really hope she replaces Amber Heard. Uh, I think that'd be cool. I think she'll do a great job. But, uh, let's, let's keep this episode short and sweet, like we've been trying to do. Um, you can follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, cinema7 underscore pod. How we spell seven is the number seven, E-V-E-N. You can email us at cinema, just the number seven, uh, podcast at gmail.com that is cinema7podcast at gmail.com uh, you can contact us there um, other than that you know we, we appreciate you listening we appreciate you checking us out if you did uh, we appreciate if you made it this far we appreciate you so with that I want to give it to Chris Hawk for his classic Cinema 7 Chris Hawk send off that we have done since the beginning basically. So Chris Hawk, take it away, my friend. So from us at Cinema 7, we want to thank you always, except for Craig, for listening with us, for watching with us, and for exploring with us. I'll tell you, man, we're going to be the first to die when Craig becomes uh, Skynet. Uh, check, please. <laughs>